But I always like to remember that Dwan and I tell my clients this as well, that, that I'm not responsible for my, my first thoughts. We're just not responsible for our first thoughts. Those are our default program settings. Mm -hmm. But we are responsible for our second thought and our third thought and our fourth thought and so forth. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast, the place to be to gain a rock solid mindset, create powerful habits, and leap into the life of your dreams. I'm your host, life and mindset coach, entrepreneur, and goal smashing extraordinaire, Nicole Baker. I am here to bring you actionable and applicable tools that you can use in your own life to launch yourself forward, to gain that clarity, and to ignite your motivational fire in order to achieve anything your heart desires. If you have a dream that feels crazy ambitious, if you are an aspiring achiever, or if you know that you are ready to leap into a life that you absolutely love, then you are in the right place. I'm so happy to have you here, and let's dive in. I mean, guys, I don't even know where to start today's episode. This is like dream come true, treat of treats, having Dewan Johnson on the show today. He is so incredibly easy to talk to and just such a ball of light and energy and wisdom and I'm I'm so honored and excited for you guys to hear his message and his teachings and everything on the show today. Um, also get ready to adjust your volume because him and I get excited and we talk at certain volumes that sometimes microphones don't like to pick up. So just get ready for that. But before we dive into the interview, who's Dewan? Who is Dewan Johnson? If you guys have been living under a rock and you don't know who he is, that's okay. I'm going to tell you. Dewan Johnson is a currently working actor insert the word extremely successful in there. He's currently working on Amazon's longest running drama, Bosch. He's been on it since the very first pilot episode and it's right now running its seventh and final season. That's insane, guys. He's also reoccurred on Grey's Anatomy where ABC put him up for a primetime Emmy for his dynamic reoccurring performance. I don't know about you guys, but Grey's Anatomy was my freaking jam. When I was growing up, I loved it. We like watched it all together as a family. Who knows if that was appropriate or not? I don't know. But it was like one of my favorite shows. And hearing that he was on Grey's Anatomy made me get a little starstruck, but that's okay. He's also reoccurred and starred in many other very popular TV shows, as well as being leads in digital series that have gotten nominated for Daytime Emmy Awards. You know, no big deal. But here's a really cool bit. The one is not only a very successful actor. He's also a certified life coach, and his mission is to help actors up-level in their career with confidence by providing them tangible, grounded mindset strategies from real life, current experiences, and just as being a veteran as an actor. He is so freaking wonderful and I'm just I'm so excited that he's here today so I'm you know not gonna even talk anymore because let's be real he's incredible and I want you guys to hear every single morsel that he has to give you so without further ado let's dive into today's episode with Dewan Johnson. Dewan Johnson <laughs> I <laughs> don't even know how to start this conversation um I just said to you off air but I'm going to say it to you on air as well thank you thank you thank you thank you times a million for being here who are you and what do you do? 
Well, I am, I am, well, first of all, I'm a dad. I think you just saw that, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's important for me to always start that off that way, because before I get into the actor and the awesome life coach and coach, you know, the Think Bigger Coaching, um, I'd like to start with that because I think a lot of what I do right now is a secret love letter to parents, right? It's my secret, like we can do this. If even though we're um, not even though as we are striving for our career as as actors, as we are striving for our career to be better coaches, we can do this. And I think as you saw before we hit record, it's going to be a little messy. It's going to be a little messy. (laughs) It's going to be like, find your shoe, you know, and then. And then it's here I am. And I, and I, so I start with dad always, always, you know, so people um, just, they, they know that. Um, I'm also an actor and uh, I like to say successful actor. I think we have to like put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I am on Amazon's longest running show, Bosch, and we are getting ready to start our seventh season seventh and final season um and everybody's like oh seven finals like but no we have to look at it like what's next like right how exciting can we are we for what's next and so i'm really excited to end the season but also uh, you know the horizon of like what's coming up because we can't sometimes start something amazing if we don't if we're not ready to let go of some things right and this has been an amazing seven seasons and i just am ready to you know put up put a put up an awesome pin in Pierce and then move on. Um, and then uh, I'm, an, I'm a coach and I work with actors. You know, my big thing is, um, we can talk about this as well. I, got, I went and got certified to be a life coach um, between season one and two of Bosch because I felt like there was just something missing that I was only out there being, um, it felt like I was only putting money into my own bank, uh, literally and figuratively, right? And so I wanted to get back out there and get on purpose and get on mission. Um, and it felt like this was my path. And so now I work with actors, helping them skip the line. I was going to say, you have this amazing shirt on right now for listeners who don't know. Will you just, ex- will you just explain it real quick? Um, because you, yes, one of the things that I, I, I believe that when I was coming up as an actor, there weren't anybody, there wasn't anybody who was doing what I'm trying to do, who was like, mm-hmm. hey, maybe go take this class, maybe go do go this way. Here's some things we can sit down and skip this proverbial line. And actors are in this line. They don't know it, but they're doing it. They think like, you know, one plus one equals two, and it doesn't have to be that way, you know? And so if I can be that person for actors, I, um, I'm here for it. Oh I'm here for gosh. it. And I, I must say, as I, I'm, I was an actor for a really long time, now yeah. I'm now I'm full time coach. But um, it was, it, it, I can't, I like, I literally just got chills because it's like we, especially for like non equity or for like, um, I don't really know the film and TV industry quite as well as the theater industry, but it was like you had to what everyone would call pay your dues, yes. and it was yes. always like this like scrambled eggs mess it felt like almost where you were just like I guess I'm taking this action and I guess I'm getting here and it wasn't until I quite literally absorbed from my mentors and I was like okay I'm going to get up at 4 a.m I'm going to get to the line I'm going to be number one on the list I'm going to do all of this and that's when things started to go like oh this is what you want I see and things started to come so it's like we we as I'll say as creatives, even we, we forget that sometimes we can let it be easy and let it be simple. Yeah. I was actually just on a coaching call and we were talking about how complexity is the enemy of execution. 
Ooh, and that's that. that's a Tony Robbins quote. I cannot even take credit for it. I wish I could, but um, how that is just when we when we make things really simple, that's when mm-hmm. we start to see the quote unquote light. So I just yeah. love that you do that. I, 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 and I, and I, I use a quote that it's not mine. I'm sure it's somebody else who said it. One of my friends said it to me and it's um, my goal is to always send the elevator back down. Right. And so Ooh, I got <laughs> it is, that is what I'm doing. Um, and I personally don't like to say pay your dues because mm-hmm. I think, I think what that is is group actor thing. Yes. I always oh want to get people out of group actor thing, which is the same thing about the proverbial line, right? Mm-hmm. And the group actor's like, no, you got to get a co-star, then you got to go get a guest star, then you got to go get... And I'm like, well, what Doesn't if work you could that skip way. that line? Mm-hmm. What if you could like, you know, yes, I want you to train and I want you to know all the things like you, like you said, going to get in the line at 4 a.m. or getting up at 4 a.m. Sure, yeah. All that stuff is important to know. But what if you get in that line and you're like, I wonder if there's a different way to do this, Right. That's what I'm, that's the exciting stuff. That's the ticket. Because what we do is we get in that line and we're like, everybody else is in this line. So I, I might as well get in it too. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. What if you could skip the line? <laughs> Literally, something I want to point out for, for listeners specifically, because we talk a lot about questions on here and how mm-hmm. questions lead to focus, which leads to energy. And when you ask empowering questions, like what if there's another way? What if there's an easier way? What if I can skip the line? When you ask those types of questions, your brain will start to focus on the Mm. answers and your energy, the energy that you produce will be completely different than the, well, this is the way, what if this audition doesn't go well today? What if I suck today? What if that little tickle in my throat is actually something that's going to ruin my whole day? Like so on and so forth. And we forget that we can ask better questions. Successful people ask better questions. Oh, that's good. Right? <laughs> yeah. They ask better questions. But more importantly, what I think you got into right there was the neuroscience of it all. Mm. Right? And what we, we, we people don't, uh, warning guys, warning, we're going to talk science. I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, they're used, they're used to it with me talking they're about science. All right, yeah. all right, they're used to it. But it's, it's like you, when you, your brain is actively seeking data to affirm the thoughts that you are, you are thinking. Mm-hmm. So they're actively seeking data that you're, when you're saying, my throat is hurting, you're like, oh, it is hurting. Oh, I felt another tickle. So why don't we think better thoughts so that we can get better results, right? And take better action. I gotta, I always want to put that in there because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that thoughts are the action. They think that mindset is the action. Mindset and thoughts are not the action, mm-hmm. everybody. Action is the action. And when we do more action, we can course correct. I always like to look at it. I think that that's freaking brilliant. I want to even, I want to put it in a different context as well. I always talk about how there's your state, your story, and your strategy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people skip state and story and they go straight to strategy. And so they take all this messy action, but they have a crappy story. They have a crappy state backing them up. And then they're just like, well, I'm getting bummer results. So like, what's going on? When you change your state, when you start to believe better things, tell yourself a better story, ask better questions, the strategy you take, it might be the same, but you're going to get different results or you're going to yeah. start seeking different strategy and that will give you different results every time, every like, hands down every time. Wow. I could talk to you for hours, but I mean, I we can go, ask. we can do this. <laughs> you get two coaches on and we're like, Coach oh yes, neuroscience. <laughs> I do want to ask, so I know you kind of touched on that. It was through like between season two and three, mm-hmm. but how did you discover life coaching? How did this become a part of your life? Well, if you, um, 
talk to any of my friends, they would tell you that Dewan's always been a life coach. Yeah. Um, and I did, this is when they, when I told them, I'm going to go, you know, get a certified to be a life coach. They were like, you've already been a life coach. Now you're just going to get some cool tools yeah. to talk about <laughs> neuroscience, to talk about like, you know, state strategy, like you were saying, yeah. <laughs> and story. Um, and, you know, I found it because I was meditating mm-hmm. in between season one and two. And I kept asking um, in my meditation, uh, use me. Uh, I kept asking, uh, what else is possible, right? That's what I kept thinking um, in my meditation. And it came up that I loved acting and I loved working with people. And I was like, I wonder if I can put these two together. And so I think it had, I, I was really into Oprah. I was really into self-help books and I was really into like, don't sweat the small stuff at that time. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if I can go do this. And I started like just trying to figure out what that would look like. I didn't force it, what it would look like. And life coaching came to me and I was like, I wonder if I can get certified to do this. And then I just went down that hole and it was this beautiful exploration into self, but also into how I could really help, um, help my fellow actors, help myself. It's really about yourself and we're really getting into it. Like it's really about helping yourself, but it made sense because like there were times even before this moment that when actors would come from my alma mater or actors would come out here at the restaurant I worked at, they're like, Duane, you're so far ahead. What are you doing? And I would sit with them at the one-on-one cafe in California and bring them my folder. And I'm like, these are the steps I took, right? And so here's the stuff that blah, 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 blah. And I loved that. I also used to do power groups with just my actor friends. It's kind of like when you're like a little kid and you're like playing house and you're like, you guys are going to come and listen to me, like, you know, get ahead. And I used to do that. And my friends will tell you 12, 15 years ago, I used to do power groups with them where I would just run them and then they would just come and we would just like, you know, up level our game. And so I really just started to like think about how can I take all of that and get on mission and get on purpose and still go. Wow. Oh my did you gosh. expect that answer? No, I did not. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So then I have a follow-up question because you mentioned that you'd already been involved in like, you loved Oprah and self-help books and meditating. Yep. How did that part of your life come about? Or has that always been there? No, that came in college. That mm-hmm. came in college when um, that was my first real introduction to uh, self-help books. And it was right around the time when uh, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff mm-hmm. and Chicken Soup for the Soul had come out. Oh. And what I remember is somebody gave me, I don't know how that happened. Somebody gave me Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And I was like, all right, I'll read this. Um, no, that's not what happened. Actually, I was a hall director, uh, a residence hall director mm-hmm. in, the, um, in, the universe, in the University of Florida, at the University of Florida. And they were all touchy-feely and all of that was happening, right? I get it now. And somebody gave me the book there. And when I read this, I remember thinking it was this one little passage. This is going to be so silly. One little passage about uh, uh, driving in traffic or raid roach. Mm-hmm. And there's this little thing that said, when, the, when this person cuts you off, when, when the next person cuts you off, instead of yelling at them, think to yourself like, oh, I remember when I was when I was in a rush one time, or I remember when that guy must be in a rush. It's just like the way you shifted your thought on it instead of like, F you, you know what I mean? Instead of yelling at them or getting so frustrated, really just thinking that. And I thought to myself at that moment, what we, 
we have control over our thoughts. We can think a better thought here. We don't have to go down the, you know, the, the, the default setting, the programming that we've had from, and I remember being mind blown by that one little driving and like thing in the book. And I was like, wow. And that started my whole exploration. And I went on and I just kept, kept growing from there. Um, and I, I say Oprah again, because Oprah's always been like a backdrop of all of our lives, I think, right? It's been a, it's, a, it's like, it's like a, it's like a song. She's been yes. a current, like, you know, and, 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 but I, and I used to get her magazines in college mm. and um, something she said about a relationship that I've, I've gotten out of that was really horrible. Um, and I had gotten out of it. And finally, and I remember reading a passage about Ellen about Ellen, who was in a relationship or something like that, out of her books. Mm -hmm. And Ellen said, I didn't turn the, the mirror, you know, to look at the other person and say, that person was so bad to me. I turned to myself and said something to the effect of, what was so wrong with me that I allowed all that to happen, right? And so what that did was with me is like, it, again, it further that, further, furthered that expo uh, exploration on myself. Yeah. Right. And I just dive deeper and I just really just got on that. That's a long answer, guys. I'm so sorry. You guys had oh, to listen to all that. This but... is fantastic. No, keep going, please. <laughs> it but just, it really just started that. It shows that it can come from literally, I, I love the, the phrase of life is happening to or for us, not to us. And it shows that like yeah. literally someone can hand you a book and your entire life can change. It's funny. If you're open to it. If, mm, that's a good point. That's a lovely little caveat. One of my, I, I love that you mentioned the, the road rage thing. One of my favorite things when I was first starting to play around with perspective and, and mindset, and I'm, I'm lucky. I grew up in this field and I'm, I, I have known oh. this for a long time. Um, but I was like, I, I, I knew it, but I wasn't living it. So I didn't really know it. Mm -hmm. So I was driving down the street and someone cut me off. And I was like, what if instead of getting really pissed, which I could easily do, what if instead I said, have a lovely day? Mm -hmm. And I started mm -hmm. saying that to every single person who would quote unquote, do any kind of road rage. And I would just say, I hope you have a wonderful day. And it just like allowed this sense of peace and yeah. just like, like almost like graciousness and the simple little things like driving. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was such a beautiful little mindset shift. And I've, I've, I, I think I've created such an anchor in it now that I literally, whenever it happens and I live in Chicago, that happens pretty often. <laughs> and like now it's just like, whenever that little thing happens, it's just like, I hope you have a lovely day. I'm sure something's yeah. going on. I hope you have a lovely day, you know? And it's such an easy shift that what it does for us is it does two things. It's, it brings us into the now the moment right now, because I mean, what we're doing when we get road rage for me, anybody else there, I apologize for me. I'm bringing up all of my history with <laughs> yeah. that. I'm like, you don't respect me as a man. And like, it's like, I mean, it's like all of that, like, yeah. you know, that instead of just being like, like you're seeing focus in this moment. And we're like, this is about this now. It's like, have a lovely day. You know what I mean? And it also brings up just like how we can be aware and breathe through these moments and through any like i mean to tie this into honestly with everything going on in 2020 let's just look at 2020 yeah. as one big road rage we can either get <laughs> furious and say f you to the sky and to god and to the universe yeah. whatever insert whatever works here for you but like you can get super pissed and it's easy and i think we've all seen a lot of people do it or we can instead say what can i learn from this how can yeah. my resilience shine through this year mm -hmm. and just like I, I think that some of my best business moves and honestly, some of my best clients 
moves have come out of this year, which is fascinating. And it's just like, why is it fascinating? Why? I mean, I, it's a right. Like, why is question. it fascinating? Me? <laughs> I'm that's curious. A wonderful question. No, that's a wonderful <laughs> question. I think because because when the world is very loud around us, it's e it's so easy to meet them where we're at or where mm. they're at. Excuse me. And instead to be like, no, I'm going to be the temperature. I'm going to be the um, thermostat here. I'm not going to be the thermometer where I'm going to go up and down depending on the scenario or depending on the people I'm surrounded with. I'm going to be the thermostat. I am set to um, happiness, fulfillment, success, joy, achievement. I'm set to that. And that is how I'm going to choose to live my life. And it's just like, I think when it's just, you know, it's a, it's a perfect little example that even when the world around you is maybe trying to sway you otherwise, you get to be in control and you get to be in control. Yeah, I love that. You know, I, I try to tell um, my coaches that I work with or my clients that I work with, you know, as like, I don't coach you um, where you're at. I know where you're at, I see that, but I coach you at what you're becoming. Oh, that's know? good. I coach mm -hmm. you. I'm, I'm, I'm like, when I tell people, I was like, I had somebody on a call just on um, a few days ago and I said, Hey, 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 slow down. He's like, what? I was like, you're about to get into the territory where you tell me your goals. If you tell me your goals, I'm going to hold you to them. I'm going to coach you at them. Right. And he was like, I was like, go for it. Cause if you do, <laughs> I love that you, know you warn I mean? them. That's so good. Because people think, well, once you tell me, and I know you might feel this way too, mm -hmm. but once you tell me your goals, you've put me on the hook too. Oh, yeah. Right. And now I take this seriously. You've told me your hopes, your dreams, right? All that stuff. And now I'm on the hook with you. So if I let you off so easily, then what does that say about me? Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. So I, I give him a little red light. I give him a little red light warning. <laughs> I love, I, I might steal that if you don't mind. I really Dude, like that. That's so good. This isn't mine. None <laughs> of this is mine. Well, I mean, like, again, none of this, this is like my career. My career is not mine. My career is meant for me to share it with other people so that they can get to their next level. Right? None of this is this. We are here in these moments. You know, that's why I don't believe in competition. We're not, we're here in these moments so that we can help vibrate others vibrate higher so that we can vibrate higher so that we can raise our frequency so still and still often you know what i mean like i i hope you do i that will <laughs> <laughs> I know. I definitely say that well okay i want to just touch on something you just said mm -hmm. which is and and i've noticed this with a lot of people who are very successful which i would definitely put you in that category they always say that i don't feel competition or i don't believe in competition mm -hmm. so can you talk that out a little bit yeah, you know, and that came a little bit with understanding um, it, both sides, business and from coaching and acting, that I really had to get to a place in acting where I understand there's healthy competition that helps me just like keep motivated, helps me strive and want more. Oh, you know, I can, I can be more um, that, but it also helped me like with my psyche understand that sometimes they want vanilla, sometimes they want chocolate, sometimes they want strawberry, and this has nothing to do with you. So I had to remove my self-worth, remove my confidence out of this business because they're making business decisions. I had to remove that piece so that I can be show up for my kids, so I can show up for myself, so I can show up in a better place. Um, I want to be clear because I think what happens is people hear me say that and they don't think I feel, I, I, I feel uh, or flash jealousy. 
mm. where I don't flash hot or flash to my default settings, where my default settings are um, um, F-U-C-K. They got yeah. that over me. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, I want to make, I, sometimes I do flash there, but I always like to remember that Dwan and I tell my clients this as well, that, that I'm not responsible for my, my first thoughts. We're just not responsible for our first thoughts. Those are our default program settings. Mm -hmm. But we are responsible for our second thought and our third thought and our fourth thought and so forth because, you know what I mean? That's what we've been talking about with those other small stuff and all that other yeah. stuff. I'm sometimes going to go to my base level primal uh, fight or fly. I'm going to go there, right? That's just what happens. But I also get the a chance to breathe and then get out of that. Like, you don't really believe in that competition. Go you. And I've taken it so far to the point of, when I have other actor friends and I'm auditioning for a role, I'm like, you might be right for this too. You should see if your reps can get you on that. You know what I mean? And people are like, what? Why would you do that? <laughs> and I'm like, because if they, 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 nobody can do Dewan, right? They can't do what I'm doing. So if I, they go in there and they do Chris and they get it, then they must have wanted Chris, yeah. right? You know? And so um, I believe that. And just on the other side of coaching, it just felt like that was the right move. My coach that I coach with, who, who could have totally taken me under her wings and been like, you're direct competition because I followed her career. Like I'm the reason I'm not the reason she is the reason I went to a certain um, certification program. Like she's the reason that I was like, Ooh, I want to do it. I'm going to model it after that. And so to work with her, she was like, you do exactly kind of like, she's like, so instead of competition, she's like, I want you to compete with me. Right. And it was like this whole like level of like, raise your bar. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you all of my tools. And I just opened my eyes also to just remembering that, that there is no competition. Yeah. Like how, how, how awesome it felt for somebody to fully take me under their wings and fully say like, you know, like, like, let me help you instead of let me fight you. Right. Ooh. Or let me, let me, let me be your adversary. And it felt so great. So when I have my coaches that I train or that I work with for my mm -hmm. business, I make sure that I'm saying, I understand, you know, you guys are going to go off and do your own thing one day, but like my goal here is to show up fully for you and, 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 and hopefully be that light for you. Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. I, I, I want to even tie into that. Like I feel like the best moments in, in life and the most spike of growth that we see is always when we raise our own standards. And that can come from external resources, but it's a decision you have to make. And when you raise your own standards, you play at a different level. You yes. hold yourself to a different accountability. You have different habits change immediately like that. And it's like, when you change and you raise that standard and you play, I, I've talked on the podcast before about playing at an outstanding level rather than just mm -hmm. excellent you will get a different way of thinking every single time. And I love yeah. that you have that with your, with your coach. And I love that they were like, please model me or please even compete with me. I love that. That's so yeah. beautiful. What a beautiful, healthy way of looking at it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I want to talk. And you also have to, oh, I just want to say yep. just one little caveat to like tag along. I should say yeah. to what you just said, like also remember that we have to decide several times we have to keep deciding oh, and we yeah. think we make we think we make that one decision to be this way and it's like nope i'm faced with this again my default setting pops up i was like i'm gonna decide again to do it this way mm -hmm. so it, it, it's it's a continual decision 
that we it's kind of like love when you're in a relationship we have to like really commit recommit each time oh yeah like we think it's like it, we think it's like it's gonna like rest on that laurel when the first like i love you it's like nope, we nope. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. one of the things one of the biggest i think aha moments i had in in my own personal relationship with my partner mm. is when it was like, I get to choose to love you every single day. It's a yes. choice. You get to it's a choose. Choice. Because no matter what, like I care and like I care for them and stuff like that, but like choosing to love someone and, and that could mean a variety of different things for people. Yeah, for yeah. me, that means like coming up and kissing him on the cheek. Or mm -hmm. that means like yeah. giving him the space to work on his project and maybe do like, I'm an acts of service love language person. So like uh, doing something for him while he's like getting to chase his dream. Like, I, yes, I love it. I feel like I've met a lot of coaches who are acts of service and I have a theory. But... I'm like, you know what's sexy? Where you take out the trash. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I will, I will cook dinner day in and day out. If it means you get to do what you love, you take out the trash and I'm dead on the couch. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh small God. things, guys. Small things, I, small, things. small things. <laughs> but I, so I wanted to totally switch gears. So I wanted to ask okay. you, you said uh, on a podcast I recently heard that mm -hmm. people are afraid to use the tools in their tool belt. Yeah. And you talked about that. And I was just like, <sighs> So I want you yeah. to dive into why? Why are people afraid? Well, because they might work. Gads. <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen. I think I think one of the big things about like one, we feel like we don't know how to activate them. Let's just say that, right? Like we have all the tools. What we go out and we do is we collect all the wonderful post-it notes. We have all the lists. We have all the thinking and the thoughts about it, and we feel good about that but then we have to go execute it like you know what i mean our lists are sexy our excuses are sexy color like it's coding. like i have done right color coded <laughs> oh, and everything and we're jam. like this is my jam and what we don't realize again like i said in the beginning of this that that's not the action we have to remember that yes you don't want to use positivity yes you don't want to use all those things but we must if you have it in your tool belt, if you really want to like activate it, like do it, yep. do it. Um, and I also think there's a little bit of a, a stigma out there, right? That I have to get it right. That I have to, if I'm not positive all the time, then people are going to think that I'm not a good coach, right? <laughs> and I, and I like to say, you're still copy, right? Mm -hmm. I am not, a, I am not, I know people say this and I probably should stop saying it this way. I am not a positive person. I just have more tools in my tool belt that get me out of ruts faster, that get me out of situations faster. My default setting for everybody out there is to go to de like deprecating on myself, to go to um, I'm just feeling bad about like where I've come from. My default setting is not, but I catch my spin cycle now faster. Do you know what I mean? I catch, I have more tools to be like, great. So you know that uh, whatever it is, I can, you know, I just catch it a lot faster. You know what I mean? And so, so do don't, go, go, come. I see you. She's like, I'm, I'm chopping. Like, come on, let's get into I'm like it. I love tables it. Up. I'm like, oh my God. But like, so I like, I like to call it the 90, the 90 rule. So we, okay. we live, um, let's say when we're fully in our default setting, we don't know how, how powerful the mind is. We can be in a, shitty state easily for 90 weeks let's say yeah. that we'll we'll go we'll go extreme 90 years we'll even say that's a little bit too extreme but a long time but you start using the tools and that 90 weeks turns into 90 days 
And then you use them a little bit more, you get more habitual with them, you get more excited and learn new things and see what works, see what doesn't. That 90 days turns into suddenly 90 hours. And then you use it more and more, 90 minutes, and then 90 seconds. Like, I love that you say that you don't like to look at, like, you're not a positive thinker, because it's like, I honestly don't know if I believe in, like, quote unquote, the power of positivity. I believe in the fact that I know the things that will get me out of my ruts in 90 Mm -hmm. seconds or less. And, Mm -hmm. like, it's like you say, I can easily, like, you know, like, a bad thing can happen, and I can go off the deep end. I could easily go off the deep end for 90 hours. But instead, I use the tools in my tool belt. I love how you phrase that. That is so good. (laughs) Do you have a big, hairy, scary, audacious goal and you are ready to freaking tackle it? But maybe you feel stuck and you don't know where to start or worse, you feel like you're not enough to achieve it? If that sounds familiar, then you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. If you're ready to learn more, go ahead and send me an email at hello at lifecoachbaker.com and we'll set up your free 30-minute discovery call. Link to my email is in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. So you can get back on track faster. That's it. That's all we're doing is getting back on track a little bit faster. So when people say like, oh, Dewan, you're so positive. It's like, no, I'm just very active with my mindset. I am very in tune with the barometer of like something's ick right now and it sucks and I don't try to like shift myself out of it faster than I need to like if I'm in I'm like oh what's oh that's okay great sit in it for a little bit if you have to but now we're going to shift out of it like you don't I don't want to be you know in that place for 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 90 years as you put it (laughs) (laughs) you know as, as, as you put it there. And I, and, and I, and I so I, I just work, I work harder. I work a little bit harder. I work on my mindset. I work on really disrupting the soil that those roots are planted in, right? Like, oh, you're hurt because of this. Oh, you did, right? This, this triggered this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> and that all comes from learning more about yourself and becoming aware of what those things are. Like, I like to say, going out and being a positive thinker is like looking at a garden full of weeds and just closing your eyes and saying, ah, there are no weeds in my garden. When in actuality, <laughs> you get the roots, you dig them out, and then you say, now there's no weeds in my garden. So maybe a weed might pop up every now and again, but you know the tool to rip it out of the ground. So yeah. it's like, you're able to just do that. And I, I love that, but it all stems from just becoming aware of what those points are for you. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and positivity gets a bad rap. Right. Yeah. I think positivity oh, yeah. gets a bad rap because people think you're supposed to like walk around and be like, Oh, I'm so in sunshine. I think positivity gets a bad rap there. And I think, I think Zig Ziglar said a quote where it's kind of like, um, um, uh, just like showering. We do it every day. Like, do you know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we, it, it wears off the same thing about like positivity, motivation, inspiration. Like, you know, it might wane a little bit, but you go out there and you fill your, your, your cup again, or you fill your yeah. saucer, you know, you do that again and it'll, and, and it, it, it will be there, you know? So if people look at me and they're like, you're a positive guy, I love your energy. Like that's something that I have to feed every morning. I was going to say, this is a perfect segue. (laughs) Speaking of filling your cup. So like on that same note, what does morning routine mean to you? How did you develop yours? Was it all at once? Was it, let's dive into morning routine. Let's definitely dive into morning routine because I think what people think, and this is going to be the key here, they think they have to set their morning routines in concrete. You do not have to set your morning routines in concrete. You just have to set them. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't set it in, in concrete, but you set it really in some molasses so it sticks, that's good. But it still can change and it will change. And it needs to probably change a little bit every once in a while to keep it fresh for you. Totally. Right. But my morning routine came a long time ago when I started meditating um, and transcendental meditation. And I used to get up in the morning and, you know, spend 20 minutes with um, meditating. I used to do Oprah and Deepak. That was just like, oh gosh, for like, you know, seven plus years. Um, I used to do that, get up at six in the morning. And um, before my kids, uh, before I adopted my kids, they came to live with us. Um, wh- what we, I used to do, and I still do a little bit of, is I get up at five in the morning you know, before pandemic times, guys. Uh, <laughs> and I would the do pre-days. yoga. I, I would do yoga. I would go to I would go to a place and do yoga. Be there by five forty-five, and I would do yoga, and that would you know be my part of my morning routine. What I'm not saying here is a a, a a clear takeaway is the reason I get up in the morning so early. The reason I um, um, have this morning routine set is because I need to feed my soul. I need to feed my mind first thing in the morning right? If I jump into my, 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 my computer or my phone or social media or anything like that, what I've done is I've, um, I've switched it off and I've gone to somebody else's wants and desires of my day, of my life. And what happens is it shoot, it sh- my whole day is shot. Mm-hmm. Even my kids, you know, I could, even my kids, that's why I try to get up earlier than them. Today I got up, my alarm clock, clock went off at 6.15, mm-hmm. right? make coffee, go sit in my office. And I start reading a little bit. I did I actually did a, a Instagram live about my, my, my morning this morning. And because even if you just get one little passage down and you sit and think about it, you are setting your day up for success. Yeah. And that's why it's so important for me, you know, to get this uh, morning routine. And then I stop, I do that. And I come over to my desk and I write out my day. Great. This is what I need to get done today. I am, and this is a Tony Robbins thing. I know when my my prime hours are. My prime hours have always been in the morning. Um, have all, it's when I get most done. You get me, and, and by the way, yes, sorry. Yes, my prime hours are in the morning, but as the, the early, late morning comes along, afternoon comes along, my channel capacity is off. Like yep. I can't, it's, I, I start to see it dip. I start mm-hmm. to see, you know, um, um, everything weighing. And I'm like, okay, cool. I know I got to get all the heavy lifting done in the morning because the rest of the day is going to be interesting. That was a long answer. Again, no, I give long answers. I love it. No, it's so insightful. I love it. I actually was listening to a podcast this morning because part of my morning routine is always moving my body and plugging right. in and listening to something that inspires me every single day, no matter what. And they were talking about how you eat the frog in the morning. Yes. And they said that, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Mark, Mark Twain. Mark, Mark Twain, Twain, exactly. Yeah. And so they explained it, and for listeners, it's you do the hardest part, the hardest part of your day, the most quote-unquote intimidating, we'll say, first thing, like first thing in the morning. So I, that got me thinking, and I was like, wow, like that is such a great thing to do, because I'm always someone, I, I love the color coding, I love like knowing exactly what I want to do, and I, I was like, I want to always put my hardest chunk because I only chunk my day into three parts put my hardest chunk in the morning in the morning or most important chunk it doesn't have to be hard right it doesn't have to be hard it's just a perception right Mm -hmm. because and then it's like oh then you what you go to it and you probably coach this way as well we go to it with this heaviness right we go to it with this like uh and no it could be like this could be fun all right great i got my think bigger summit coming up let me make sure that i do that part in the morning um and i love that you talk about nicole's state 
right? Yes. Your state oh is so important. That's why I catch that. And I'm like, we don't want to think of it as hard because I love we gotta, that. Like, do a little dance and get to it. <laughs> but I, I, it's so funny. you caught, And I so appreciate that because I just got off a call with a client and we talked about the word ease and how oh. being, yeah, oh, oh my gosh. It's my for, word of the year. Oh my goodness. My for, word for, of the year. Can you explain to listeners who, who didn't just see Oh that. gosh, they can't see. Is this not visual? Are, are you guys not going to see? I look so good. I took a shower today. Oh my God. Shirt's fantastic. My shirt's man. We got to take a picture of this so we can put this up at least. Oh God. Um, at least. <laughs> so in my, in my Think Bigger Tribe, I do what's called a word of the year exercise with everybody. And this comes from myintent.com or my.org, my intent. Um, and it is, it is literally uh, every, for the like, past five or six years, I, I have a, a North Star a compass word that gets me through the year. Mm -hmm. It helps me a little bit different than New Year's resolutions yeah. or um, just those things that haven't weren't working for me. And totally. so this year was it felt like last year was such a um, a, a, a uplifting year, a year that I was like getting through the sludge. I was like really like growing a lot. And I was like, what year? What can this year encompass? And it was ease. And I think it's really important that. To, to, to point out that this year has been, you know, we call the dumpster fire year, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And what it's, my word is ease. And so a lot of it, I find myself going back to how can I do this with ease? How, if, how am I, how can I sit back and am I trying to fit a square peg in a round hole? You know what I mean? And like, so it, it brings me back and I wear it on my neck because um, one, you always know it's there, but two, because I used to do yoga a lot more than I do it now, honestly. And, and when I would downward dog, it hit me and it would remind me that it's like, right, that's the yeah. universe ease or upgrade or, you know, focus I had a year or, you know, just the different years, what I'm, what I'm working with, so. I, I love that, like snap, snap out. I have, I have a similar thing on my right foot. I have tattooed the words live with passion. Cause I yeah. went through, I went through my first, uh, big, big seminar. I, like I said earlier, I grew up in the seminar world. My parents both worked for Tony Robbins for so many, jealous. many years. It was, so I, I always like to put this in there though. Like my parents could have so easily have been engineers and me gotten curious and gotten uh, like to absorb that. And I could have easily been an engineer. But they, they, were, they were in this personal development field and I got curious, I got excited and I started listening and absorbing. And I do believe wholeheartedly that's where I am today and that's why I'm where I am today. But I got to do my first official Unleash the Power Within when I was 18 and we like walked across fire and it was like so freaking epic. And the big word of the, the seminar is live with passion. And mm -hmm. so me being a little defiant 18 year old, I was like, I'm going to get a tattoo. And my dad was pissed. <laughs> um, but it was one of those things that I wanted it on the top of my foot. Cause when we get sad, when we get stressed, we get small. I knew my head go like went down and I yeah. knew that that little visual reminder was like, Nope, that is not this person that you subscribe to anymore. You are someone who lives with passion. You're someone who, who always drives her, her self forward. And I, I love that you have the word ease because that's been a lot of my word this year. So I'm pretty sure we're the same person. This is great. But like, <laughs> able, Twins. <laughs> but to be able to have that same like sort of drive, but have it come from a place of ease is a totally different energy than someone who's like grinding the pavement constantly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I do. Mm -hmm. I absolutely do. Yeah. yeah. We're twins, remember? I, <laughs> I, I should, I guess. Well, okay. So I actually, I want to talk about Bruce 
because this might be my favorite thing that I've ever heard you talk about. And first of all, who is Bruce? How did Bruce come about? Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> uh, um, you know, one of the things that we did in our um, my coaching certification was we named the inner critic. Mm -hmm. We named the uh, voice that's in our head. We named um, the gremlin, as we called it. And I like to think about if you're if you're as old as I am, <laughs> you remember the 1984 Gremlin movie where we had a little mogwai that was so cute and so fresh, right? That, you know, like it's a little, right? I know it's going over <laughs> your head. People just think about like this cute little teddy bear that we okay. have that's in our head and that's us. We're innocent, we're like these beautiful people that, that like we really do have our best, you know, interest at heart. But like in that movie, whenever you get water or you feed it after midnight, then they will turn into this vicious, like, 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 you know, version of you yeah. um and it's like you gotta go watch it it's really good and that is that gremlin that is that inner critic for me that is that voice that um sounds a little bit similar to my voice but is always trying to keep me down yeah. it is always telling me that i'm not good enough it is always telling me nobody wants to hear what you have to say why are you out there saying it and what we did and what I did is um, I named that voice because when you name it, what you get to understand, it is just a part of you. It is not all of you, right? And you take it a step further and you start to talk to it. So I talk to Bruce and sometimes when I'm like, oh my God, Nicole's going to think I am such a quack or whatever like that. Oh, hey, Bruce, I didn't see you sneak up, right? <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, you know what? That might be true. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do it anyway, because I am, you know, however you want to talk to Bruce that, or your gremlin or naming yeah. it. Um, and it's very important that we name it because if you do not talk to yourself, yourself will talk to you and yourself will be louder. Your inner voice will be louder and it will be so sneaky. It will sound just like you and you will think that it's you, but it is not you. It is not you, and it is, it, is, it is there, it was there, and it was created at some point where you needed to be kept safe in some part of your life, and that is okay. But we are older, we are wiser, hopefully. We are doing things, and we can um, um, stick up for ourselves. We can just tell Bruce, thank you so much for keeping me safe during that time when I needed you the most. I got this, yeah. I got this, you know? Um, and it's not about being, um, being mean to it it's really about like just talking to it and because you asked about bruce and because i wish this were a visual everybody listening i'm going to show her a picture of bruce Ooh, yes please please oh, oh your, is that the music <laughs> it is right so one of the things that i also take it a step further is i name i, I mean I, I put a visual to bruce so that like i can see it sometimes we're like oh it's just this voice out here that but no if i can see bruce on my shoulder like the, like sitting on a couch like yeah. and like and i'm like i'm bruce <laughs> yeah. i love that he's also like sitting on the couch like just like being like kind chilling. of a dumpster fire of a human like i love that yeah. oh my God. Yeah. How, did you, bruce, how did you how did you come up with the name bruce was it just something that dropped in or it was something that dropped in, but like, so for anybody out there that's like, I want to name my person, what you cannot do, I guess I should be a little bit more responsible about this. Um, what you, what you cannot do is name it anybody's life, 
of anybody's name in your life that has any um, period, like, or anybody, it can't be like that, that, that teacher that did you wrong or your baby oh. cousin's sister. Like it can't be any of that. So it's just a name that you named that doesn't, it's not charged by anything. Mm -hmm. um, and um, people name it fluffy. People name it like, you know, whatever you want to name it. I've heard so many names, the ugly duckling, you know, I've heard a lot of my clients do it that way as well. And it's just a name that drops in for you and people get stressed out. What if I name it the wrong name? Don't worry about that. You're naming like your inner critic. It's okay. Yeah. Like he, he, it'll be fine. <laughs> like, no, oh my goodness. It'll be fun. That's oh. so. And we I, have more than one sometimes. Oh yes. Oh my goodness. I have a, I have a whole, like, I have a whole like, um, um, caravan. Sometimes it show up with different things. There's Amy, like, do you know what I mean? I don't talk about that. Like, uh, you know, but, but who is always talking about me in fitness. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my, so. I love that you have different ones because I don't hear that super often. Yeah. Um, like for different areas, like, is it for different areas of your life? Is it for different situations? Sometimes the voice sounds different, mm. right? And so when the voice sounds a little bit different, it's in our job, this is going to sound crazy. You guys like, maybe you should see somebody. <laughs> um, and I, and I have, and I, I will continue. Um, <laughs> But no, but it's just about like, it, 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 sometimes that voice sounds a little bit different and it has a different message than that normal tone of you're not good enough. You're not going to get this. It's a little bit harsher. It's a little bit something. And I was like, it sounds like somebody else is talking to me. All right. Um, um, I know guys, it sounds weird, but like, give it a shot. I said, give it a shot with one mm -hmm. before you knock it, because it will make all the difference if you actually talk to it and you actually, first of all, be aware of it. Yep. You can't oh, change yeah. anything that we're not aware of. Mm -mm. I love one of the things I always say to my clients, I haven't had them name it, but I, again, I might steal that from you. Like, Please. I think just having, I, I sometimes will just have them like pipe up and just be like, okay, go ahead and repeat after me. Limiting belief. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. Quiet down. It's my time to step into the light. Like just yeah. over and over and over again, like limiting belief. Thank you for sharing. Cause you have to acknowledge it because it's just yeah. like a little toddler. It just needs to be acknowledged. It needs to know that it got, it got its like shit taken care of. And then you just say, quiet down, please. It's my turn. And yeah. just like having that, it's just, it, you, I've seen the shifts like, and mm -hmm. as a coach, you'll know what I mean. That like shift of like, they stood up just a little bit taller. Their eyes got a little bit brighter. And it's just like, once you just take that away, and it'll keep coming back, but once you just each and every single time, just like let it have its moment and then take it away. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. We're doing about the same thing. And, and what I do is I just call them out. I'm like, wait, 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 who said that? Mm. Who said that? And so all of a sudden they're like, oh, Bruce said that. Yep. Right. It's like, and I, they start to, you know, distinguish between like, oh, that's, oh, I see what's going on so that, you know, we have this tangible thing person. Right. And I, because some people don't really, for me and maybe it's the clients I'm working with, don't always get the limiting belief. Totally. Right? Yeah. The wording of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I find a workaround. I find a workaround and a way in where it's like, great and since we're actors we're visual we, yep. we we understand movies i can reference that movie and i can say go watch it people are like i get it <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to go watch it now this is very this is very interesting just look it up maybe even mm -hmm. if you don't want to watch the movie look up gremlins right and look up a mogwai and then look up the gremlin version <laughs> of it and it's like ooh. <laughs> like i i smell what you're stepping in now <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh my so i i actually speaking of actors and stuff how did you you like I've said several times, you are a very successful actor. How did you? Ooh, get thank you. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's no small feat. How did you get to be where you are today? 
Um, but you know, I get asked this question a lot, and I, bet. <laughs> a lot of, I do, and and I I don't I don't I understand why it's asked. I totally do. But what I what I want people to hear is it's not just one thing, mm. right? It was a lot of things that equaled where I'm at, and I think starting with what I can start to pinpoint that might be tangible for my clients, might be tangible for anybody listening, is number one, I was accountable to somebody else besides myself, mm -hmm. right? And that is whether working with a coach, whether working with my therapist, whether working with somebody who were a couple steps ahead of me, like a mentor, I was accountable to somebody else besides myself because you will always pay AT&T before you pay yourself, right? It is just the way it happens. And yeah. I don't know why we're that program, but you're gonna pay that cell phone bill before you save $100. Right. Oh Most gosh. of us, I want to break it down even further. Like we're going to pay that visa credit card that we mm. owe them before we save that money. And so me being accountable, I just start to use that towards um, working towards myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And those are people who have a better zone of genius yeah. than I do. And so that's definitely number one. And number two is like working on my mindset. Yeah. I got here because I worked on my mindset and when I would get critical feedback, right? When I would get critical feedback, I started to, big one, <clears throat> I started to process it from my business actor hat, right? Instead of my actor, actor hat, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it totally my makes sense. Yes. And my actor hat is just by itself is, is emotional. I have my hopes and dreams of like what it means to be an actor. When I get a speech, this is what I'm going to say. It means all of that. But from my processing it from my business hat, I'm like, <clears throat> great, what do I need to do to get to the next level? How can I take this and then put my stank on it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, make it absolutely. make sense to move forward. And I really think a lot of us don't get critical. We don't start thinking about it. What we start to do is like, that person said they didn't like when I raised my eyebrow at this part. I'm like, no, great, let's move this for, and for our, let's let this work for ourselves. Um, and I do that with my business as well. Yeah, oh my goodness. That's so, like, uh, speaking as a former actor and honestly, even anyone who is a human being who wants to like, who's creating something or doing anything, we're all so afraid of that, like almost rejection. I'll, I'll say, I'll say broadly yeah. like that. We're so afraid of the rejection when in actuality, it might've just been, you know, I wanted to go with that person instead of you. And that doesn't mean anything against my worth, my worth yeah. as a human being, as an actor, as a coach, as a any other part of my, my identification, I, it's, it's still at the same worthiness level, even though someone else chose something else. Like it just, it, yeah. it just, we, we attach so much of our worth to our career and our passion when in yeah. actuality, it's like, once we just detach the worth a little bit, it's like you said, that credit hat comes on and it just like, it starts to make sense rather than mm -hmm. feel so emotional. I love yeah. that. I would just add the third one would be that I got out of it early on that um, got out of my way early on and just started to believe that um, as we're quoting people, um, it talks, I can't be a secret and be a success, right? Mm. You cannot be a secret and be a success. And that goes for me as a coach and that goes for me as an actor. And that came from Alison Bird, who is an awesome coach as well, um, that, that, Early on, when I when I wasn't already big uh, or bigger in my career, and I was on my first couple of bookings, I started putting it out there yeah. because what we're fearful is that the people who are at our same level are going to judge us and think who are they to like shine when they're not. Blah, blah. And I was like, who am I not? 
to shine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what I started doing is putting myself out there. So even though I was a co-star on Bosch the first season, I started treating it like I was the one of those main people on the show because I had booked the main show and I would talk about it that way on Twitter. I would talk about it that way in my life. And so when I was putting it out there, other people started to see that. And what we don't really step into is that work begets work. That when people, they see you out there, they see you doing stuff, they're like, oh, great, this person, oh, I can call on that person. But if you're in the corner, like hiding your success, you're in the corner, not like shining, then nobody can know about you. No. Nobody can, like, they, you think, how are they going to find you if you are in the corner of your awesome home office that looks so clean? They are not. Mm -mm. They are not. And so I really got really big on that. Same thing about being a coach, you know? Yep. I got out there. I was like, you know, we got to get out there and not be afraid, one, to fail, but also put ourselves out there. Get on freaking Instagram Live. Yeah. You know, who cares if all these other people see us and we, they see you failing? That's what people say is about them, what we hear is about us. Yeah. Oh, my God. Drop the mic. That was so good. <laughs> like, seriously, I... Ah, yeah, I don't even know. I can't even follow up. That was so perfectly put. Like, thank you. <laughs> I, do, I do have one question. So then for someone who is maybe realizing like, okay, I, I have been really quiet. I have mm. been kind of shy, shying away from the spotlight. What is an exercise or what is an action tool that you would give them to take a step in? Um, First of all, I would, I would, what I would do is get everything out of your head, right? I think when we get things out of our head and get them on paper, it locks it in a different way, a whole different way. Because in our head, it's swirling around. You're like, I got so much to do. And you write it down. You're like, oh, it's only dry cleaning and pick up food. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. get it out of your head and then do baby steps. One little step. For example, let's put this in tangible steps for them. If I decided that like social media is so huge and I don't want to get on Twitter or want to get on Instagram, great. Today might look like I'm just going to open an account, yep. right? Next week might look like your goal is to just follow a couple of people, not respond, right? But breaking it down into little baby steps and start to see mm -hmm. where you can do it. Like, where can I push myself and do a little bit more? Ooh, today I'm going to respond. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to put the phone down, <laughs> right? And so breaking it down into tangible baby steps, but you have to step. Yeah. We must step. And so if you see this as like, I'm so fearful, oh, I don't understand that stuff. That's when we got to dig a little bit deeper. And I can't like give you a one size fits all. We got to dig a little bit deeper. Like, what are you expecting here? What's going on here? I'm curious about why this is so uh, triggering for you. Yeah. Tell me about that. You know, I would get into that stuff and we would get into the coaching stuff of it um, because it's really important. I have a client just, like I said, a couple of days ago who was just like, it came down to wanting to get it perfect, wanting to make mm. sure they had something to say out there that other people, I was like, how do you know what other people want to hear? That must be so cool. You have a mic, you have this crystal ball, you know what other people want, you know? Yeah. So what we did was we broke it down to steps where it was like, we put a plan you know, and we put an action and he's accountable to me now. Oh my God. I love, I love that so much. I always like to say like, when you're, when you're in Google maps, you have to put in an address. And if like, I, I use this in an example in a podcast a few episodes ago, oh, I love if, if I put in the address of Chicago, Google maps is going to be like, where the fuck do you want to go? Like Chicago's huge. Like, what are you talking about? But if I put in the art Institute on magnificent mile, it's going to know exactly every single little twist and turn I need to take to get there. And a lot of us don't, 
like look at things so broadly and are, like you said, our mind gets so overwhelmed when in actuality, when we chunk it down and we make it that little teeny tiny, or excuse me, when we make it that really specific thing, our brain starts to connect the dots and you're not going to know the whole dots. Like I just, I always like to say that, like the, one of my favorite quotes is you do not have to know the whole staircase. You only have to take the first step. It's Martin Luther and some of us beat ourselves up we about do. that. We, we, we get like, you don't even let the dream happen. You know, you're not even like, you're not even like, like romanticizing getting to the art Institute in Chicago. You're not yes. even like, Oh my God, what's going to happen when I get there? I'm going to see all of this stuff. You start to cut yourself off at the knees because you start to figure out the how. The how will show up on a need-to-know basis. It will just, you just need the first step. Literally. Done with my actors. Like if somebody told me that I'm, when I shot my short film, they told me all steps, one through 25, I would never have done it. I would have been so overwhelmed. Oh yes. my God. Like I would have been like, I have to, I have to do what? Like, you oh my God. And then that's going to happen? <laughs> Like, right. I, like it, it blows my mind that people, because it's, it's a need for certainty. We've conditioned certainty yeah. in ourselves so highly. And I, I think that. this, like, but when it comes to achieving a goal, big or small, no matter what, that goal is uncertain. Like yeah. the steps, yeah. in, but, you, but the best mm -hmm. part of achieving something is not ticking it off the list and saying, hooray, I did it. It's the person you get to become along the way. And you yeah. are not going to know who you're going to become along the way until you actually take the steps and do it. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to apologize to everybody out there. Um, Nicole and I get really excited and I notice <laughs> that we go into our higher registers. We're like, I don't, love it! I don't know why you bring that out in me because, you know, I like to. <laughs> oh my God. I'm a, I'm, I'm a theater trained actor and like, <laughs> I'm gonna I get in my lower register. I'm going to look at the audio clip and it's going to be like. <laughs> Oh, they got excited there. Oh, they, oh, oh I oh, see. Okay. What I see. I see. Oh, I have to play some audio. Oh, I'll that's say this, so I'll good. say this because I, everybody, there's not a lot of time. I think that other coaches get to sit with other coaches like this and just like, you know, discuss and talk. And like, right. it feels great that we get to do this. And so when you find somebody that is vibrating on your level, that is me, you know, that is up at that frequency, it gets a little bit exciting. So, and, you know, I understand it. <laughs> and I love, and maybe this is such a biased thing, but when I listen to people on podcasts who are vibrating at that same frequency, I'm like, I want to join the party. Like I start to get so inspired and I notice my frequency starts vibrating higher. So I hope if anything, it's like you said, I hope that if anything, the elevator goes down and you guys get to pick it up and keep going with us. Like, Oh man, what a beautiful tie-in. I could talk to you for literally hours, Dwan. It is ridiculous yeah, I that I, I know you have like stuff to do today. So I got life. I, got life. <laughs> life, I love it. Um, I do want to finish off with two segments. And Great. the first one is, how did you get in your own way this week? How did I get in my own way? How did you get in your own way? Uh, I mean, I never, car. I mean, right? It's like, uh, well, because I think it's important to know that I always get in my own way, right? And I always stop myself and I always, you know, um, forget all my tools and then I have to remind myself. And I say, I got my own way with parenting this week. Mm -hmm. And it was really a big deal for me that I've, I got into this place where I started yelling at my kids. And I don't mean to yell, but after like the 17th fight of give it back, yeah. you know, that they're doing, I'm like, ah! <laughs> you know, and but you get in your own way because you don't remember that your goal is, you don't remember that your 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 dream is that you um, love on these kids, that you know what I mean, that you um, want the highest for them too. And so, you know, I just forgot. And it just took me a second to remember 
that, oh, right, 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 they need to get out of the house. Oh, we need to walk around. We need to get our space. And so I think I got my own way that way. I hope you meant that way. That's what I was no, thinking. No, I totally did. I, I totally did. Okay, okay. The second question is, what is a small goal we're celebrating this week that you achieved? I think it's so important that we do this often, that we celebrate our victories. And um, a big goal I had, honestly, was, <laughs> I'm so excited about it. Um, I, I got to be on my, my coach's podcast um, this, this week uh, because um, I hit a goal that I never hit before. And I hit it because that person, that coach, never gave up on me, right? And so for me to be sitting in that seat fully prepared. I had my notes, I had my things, and I fully prepared and I felt, it just felt great. Yeah. And it feels like, um, I just, I, I'm still celebrating it. And I'm, and I, and I think we, we should celebrate. <laughs> well, that's literally, that's why I have this one. And I, I started it a few podcasts, several podcasts ago, where it was just like, we don't take the time to celebrate those little things. It's like, we're always our eyes and this podcast specifically is for overachievers. Our eyes are always on the quote unquote prize. And that quote unquote prize is checking that goal off the list. When in actuality, it's a teeny, like I said, it's a teeny tiny little things along the way that that's where we get to celebrate who we're becoming. And yeah. so I love that. Oh my goodness. We, we call it the dangling carrot. Right. And like, yeah. we, are all, we are always moving the dangling carrot. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, okay, go get this. And we get it and we get there. We're like, okay, next goal. And I'm like, yeah. where's the carrot almost? So. I, like I, my, my dad actually pointed that out within me. Cause I had celebrated, I just recently, I ran my first ever half marathon and I finished and I was like, oh, you know, it was fine. And my dad was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like you've been working for this for six months. Like, excuse me, you, no, 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 you celebrate it. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> like, yeah. And then yeah. I let myself feel it. And now it's like, oh my gosh, that actually felt like a really big deal. So good. It feels, it feels so, good. so good. And we don't let ourselves yeah. do that. It's just, oh yeah. my goodness. We don't, we don't. Oh man. Dewan, uh, last so much. Night, where can people find you? Where can people find you and learn from your brilliance constantly? Oh my goodness. Well, I hope you, uh, they will find me by listening to your podcast and everything will be linked underneath. That'd be 100%. really awesome. <laughs> um, but also um, I'm at um, anything Think Bigger Coaching. Thinkbiggercoaching.com, Think Bigger on Instagram, Think Bigger on Twitter. Um, and you know, you can find me on any of those, those places. The Think Bigger Tribe, if you're an actor, it would be fantastic. And you know, I, I love, say hi. Don't just like come and be a fly on the wall. Say hi, say I heard you here. And you know, maybe something that you learned or that, you know, a big takeaway from this podcast, because, uh, you know, Nicole and I were working overtime. We were dropping mad truth bombs, <laughs> bombity bomb bombs. You heard the <laughs> screaming in your ears, guys. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Dwan, thank you. Times a million. Thank you. thank you so much for being here. This was such a treat. I mean, what a freaking gem of a human being. I am so so beyond grateful for Dewan coming on the podcast just from the bottom of my heart. It was just so wonderful getting to talk to him. Now, before we sign off for the day, let's do some major key takeaways. Number one, remember to always send the elevator back down. Number two, if you're starting to dip your toe into the controlling your thoughts world, remember the road rage example. Number three, find someone who will coach you at the level of your goals. Number four, when we get critical feedback, process it from your business hat, not your emotional worth hat. Number five, we are not responsible for our first thought, 
Our first thought is our default setting, but you are responsible for your second and third. Number six, surround yourself with people who want to raise your standards. Live by the let me help you versus the let me fight you. Number seven, motivation, positivity, all that mumbo jumbo, it wears off every day. So if you want more of it in your life, make time for it in your life by conditioning it every day or every morning. Number eight, you do not need to set up your morning routines in concrete. Trial, error, see what works, see what doesn't. Find your prime hours. Number nine, name and put a visual to your inner critic. Number 10, you cannot be a secret and be a success. Oh, I love that one. And number 11, don't fall into the dangling carrot system. Remember to celebrate along the way because that is the goal. You guys, thank you so much for being here for today's episode. This was such a freaking treat to interview Dewan and just he was so freaking awesome. So thank you guys so much. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It helps us so much with getting the word out there and bumping us up the charts so that more people can find this show and we can have more really cool interviews like Dewan. I also want to say, please, 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 if you're someone who resonated with this episode, send this to a friend. Maybe you have a friend who loves um, Bosch or who loves Dewan's work and wants to explore it more. Send them this episode or even someone who's never heard of either of us but is in this world and could use this information. Go ahead and share it with that person because it really helps so much. And I think this comes as no surprise. This is stuff that I want everyone in the planet to know about and to use these tools because remember, tools are what makes people like Dewan and I so quote unquote positive and motivated because we use these tools to get us and snap us into those types of states. But I love you guys so much. Thank you again so much for being here. It is never, it is never worn on me that you guys could be doing anything else, but you're here with me. Thank you so much. I love you all so much. Have a great day and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Now, please take a moment to either rate the podcast five stars, write a little love note in the comments, or share it on social and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I mean, heck, you're an achiever. Why not do all three? It helps so much to get the word out there. Now go, take the leap, and achieve your dreams. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.